Welcome to The Legal Tea, where we teach entrepreneurs how to protect their brand and business by using real-world examples from pop culture. I'm your host, LaKanya Murray, brand attorney, speaker, and entrepreneur advocate, and founder of Off The Mark IP Solutions. Off The Mark IP Solutions is a boutique intellectual property firm that assists clients throughout the United States in protecting their brand content and ideas through trademarks, copyrights, and patents. Hey, listen, we got a good one for you today, so let's get started. Beautiful people, beautiful people, how are you doing? Have you signed up for my free masterclass? If not, what are you waiting for? We are headed into week four or five of our training. I created this masterclass for those entrepreneurs who are still out there riding dirty in their business. You know what I mean. You're building businesses, but none of your legal is protected. So listen, over the last three weeks, I dispelled some common and not so common copyright myths. I answer the question, can I trademark that? And I discuss the what and whys of LLCs. Next week, we're going to talk about contracts, why they're necessary and not scary. And then we're going to conclude the five-week masterclass by teaching you how to legally build a team. If you have not registered, you can do so at bit.ly backslash launch legally masterclass. And no worries if you didn't get that. I will leave the link in the show notes. Okay, listen host this podcast and I create courses and provide these done for you services so that you don't have to find um, your brand ripped off by the big brand companies. And if you do yourself in that position, you have some sort of recourse, right? I want you running your business with the confidence of Beyonce when she negotiated that deal with Conchella to keep the rights to her performance. The this, that's the whole purpose of protecting your brand and your content. So you can take your property and sell it for $20 million to Netflix. And then you can take it and release a 40-track album. And then you can turn around um, and sell performance-related merch and earn even more money. That's the purpose of protecting your brand. Not so you can have some type of certificate, but so you can have the right to exclude others from using it, which makes it more valuable and people have to come to you to use your stuff. That's why we protect our brand and our content. But listen, you don't have to be... Beyonce or have Beyonce status before you start protecting your intellectual property. That's what people get it all mixed up. They think that they have to be making money before they can invest in, in protecting the brand, but that's not the case at all. In fact, I would advise that you don't wait because social media makes it easier for big brands to keep up with smaller brands, right? So they know what we're doing. They know what's hot. And in some of these cases, that leads to collaborations. When I think about that, I think about Mimi G. The um, she teaches people how to make their own clothing, and now she has a deal, a licensing agreement with with the 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 what's it called, the pattern makers, Simplicity, right? Um, so that's good. But in some cases, it can lead to infringement, which is not good. And that's what happened to one of our favorite small business brands, the Crayon Case. The Crayon Case, right? You guys remember her. Uh, the Crayon Case is owned by Renell Stewart, better known as Supercent. The Crayon Case is best known for earning over a million dollars in 90 minutes during the Black Friday shopping holiday. Y'all remember that? 90 minutes, over a million dollars. And that, that was the first time she did it, but I don't think it was the last. I think she did it sometime this year as well. Amazing, right? People go hard for her. People, She has an amazing brand. And although her brand is the crayon case, 
Super made it very clear that her brand is not about crayons, but rather um, the school supply thing that all her products are created around. So if you look, she has the book bag, she has her eyeshadow pencil brushes that are shaped like pencils. She has um, wipes that are like dry, like she has all like white out. She has all types of stuff, High, highlighters that are like high, actual highlighters, like school supplies. She has very creative looking products, right? That was the one thing that she said she didn't want anyone to copy. This is when her friends were so upset that Crayola actually released a crayon themed makeup palette. They were like, oh, Super did this palette first. Why are you biting her? And she was like, you know, chill. You know, I'm not even about like my brand is not about crayons. It's about the whole school supply theme. If someone does copies that, then I'll be upset. And I actually discussed this further in episode 13 when I talk about super um, trademark challenges, the trademark challenges she had with Crayola when she was first launching her brand. So go and make sure you listen to episode 13 to get the scoop on that. Last week, I was tagged on a Facebook post, and that's the reason that we're talking about this. I was, pat I was tagged in a Facebook post where a Crayon Case fan posted some pictures of school supply themed makeup that was for sale in Sephora. That's right. Sephora. Apparently Sephora has teamed up with another big brand, which is Machino, and they teamed up to rip off this black owned cosmetic company, which is really, really sad. I was heartbroken when I saw these pictures. Now, what I do know is that her fans, Super's fans are super, super loyal to her. So it's not like they're going to be jumping ship and going to purchase these knockoff products. But this whole infringement thing is bigger than that. It's not about her, in this case, losing customers. It's about opportunities. Opportunities that she missed out on. And in this case, she missed out on two opportunities, in my opinion. And and you guys, I'm just going to take a pause right here. You guys remember that as we're listening to this and we're talking about this, I'm giving you information. None of this is legal advice. It is information so that you can take it and make in, informed decisions so that when you do talk to an, an attorney, you can say, hey, what about this? What about that? Like now you know what questions to ask. So that's the whole point of the podcast and everything that we do is to provide this information. Anyway, so in my opinion, I feel like she missed out on two huge opportunities because her brand wasn't protected. And I'm not talking about the crayon case um, or any of the names or slogans that are associated with her brand because Super actually has registered several word and logo trademarks. But like most new business owners, she doesn't understand or seem to be aware that trademarks protect much more than words and logos. We've seen brands like Pillsbury register trademarks for the giggle that the Doughboy makes. You know, when he goes, <laughs> that's a registered trademark. T-Mobile um, Cellular has a trademark for the magenta pink that's used in their marketing. The dry bar, the blowout, the, the, the salon that does blowouts, they have a registered trademark for the design of its salons. And Pepperidge Farm has a registered trademark for their goldfish-shaped snacks. My kids love those snacks. Um, and Play-Doh. Play-Doh has a trademark for the scent of the modeling clay. And we call it modeling clay because it would be a trademark no-no to refer to all modeling clay as, as, as Play-Doh. So it's called modeling clay and the brand is Play-Doh. So just as these companies took steps to protect the various aspects of their brand that were unique in their in their market, the same options are available to, to you and me. If Super's biggest concern was that someone was copying her school supply theme packaging, she could have taken steps to protect it um, through a form of trademark registration known as trade dress. 
Trade dress is a type of trademark that refers to the image and overall appearance of a product. It protects the visual aspects of the brand's product or packaging. Y'all know what I'm about to hit you with next, right? You know what I'm about to hit you with, right? The elements, the elements. And just remember that elements are fancy words for a checklist. And here's the checklist of what you must have to qualify for trade dress protection. And it's really simple. It's only two things. The first thing you have to have, just like a trademark, is that you have to have, it has to be unique. So the visual appearance that you're trying to protect, it has to be unique. When people see that, they have to be able to identify what they're looking at with your company. So when people see the school supply theme uh, makeup, we, we think of super. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody even thought about doing that. And the only reason Sephora and these other people came together to create this is because they saw how much money she was making. I mean, can you, I mean, a million dollars in 90 minutes. They were like, yeah, I want some of that. And they thought, see, this is what they thought. This is where protecting your brand comes into play. They thought that it, they think that it's just the unique appearance of the brand, but that's not what it is. It's, it's super and what she put behind the, the company. It's her and her brand. It's, it's what she, she stands for. That's why she was able to sell a million dollars in 90 minutes because people, when they, when they see her, when they see that, they know exactly what they're getting. They know who they're dealing with and they want to support it. That's why. So, I, so they think they're going to mimic that success and it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. As a matter of fact, I can see a big decline in sales and boycotting going because we don't like that, right? you we don't like that. The best thing to do was for you to, to connect with her and collaborate with her instead of trying to go behind her back and, and benefit from her success anyway so that's thing number one thing number one element number one is that the the element that you're trying to protect has to be unique it has to be unique um number two is that the features that you're looking to protect they cannot be functional meaning that if the feature is necessary in order for the product to work it cannot be protected in this clay in this case you don't the makeup can the makeup brush I'm just using that one as an example doesn't have to look like a pencil in order for it to work which is why it will qualify for trade dress protection popular examples of trade dress include i don't know what the coca-cola's glass bottle the shape of that bottle the iphone rectangular shape with the rounded corners um what else well we talked about before when we were talking about the um drive the dry bar registering the shape of its or the design of it the layout of its store that's trade dress pepperidge form farm the goldfish trademark in the shape of that snack that's the trade dress and interesting enough interesting enough the um machino has a registered trademark for the shape of their one of the perfume bottles so that is those are examples of trade dress but listen i know we've talked about all these things and the opportunities that she might have missed out on but here's the good news the good news is because her brand is so popular and sales are so strong she has a good standing for infringement despite the fact that she hasn't found to protect that aspect of her brand Common law trademarks protect, um, or common law trademarks provide limited protection to those brands that haven't registered their trademark in the United States Patent and Trademark Office. In the U.S., the law is first to use, not first to file. In a lot of countries, it's the opposite. It's first to file, not first to use. So in the United States, you have protection where you begin using that mark geographically. So that gives you some sort of 
like gives you some sort of protection and able to stop competing businesses in your area from using identical or similar marks that could possibly confuse consumers. And this is in stark contrast to people who have federally registered trademarks. When you have a federally registered trademark, you can exclude people throughout the United States from using the same identical mark from you as you, okay? As I mentioned before, I talked about two missed opportunities that I felt like super missed. And those two opportunities are, are this. Well, the first opportunity is, one, to collaborate with Sephora herself instead of Machino. And I might be messing that name up. Who cares? Um, that's the first opportunity is to collaborate with Sephora in place of Machino. And the second opportunity was to choose not to collaborate with Sephora and to remain the only product like hers in the market. And why is that? Because when you own the trademark, you have the right to exclude other people from using the same or similar mark as you in the same or related field. That means that she would be able to stop people from making school supply, theme makeup, if they want to do that, they have to come and connect with her and get her permission because she owns a trademark to that. That's why we own trademarks. That's why we protect our assets. That's what Beyonce knew when she registered, um, when she negotiated with Coachella to own the rights to her performance because she knew that if she owned the rights to it, she can go and do other things with that. Whew, right? We covered a lot today. A lot. But here are the three points that I want you to take away from today's lesson. Point number one, your intellectual property puts you in a position to earn more money by leveraging your assets. Look how Beyonce flipped a $5 million performance into over $20 million. Okay? Point number two, trademarks protect more than just words and logos. They also protect sound, smell, color, shapes. We talked about examples of all these um, in today's lesson. And number three, while common law trademarks offer some protection, you're going to need a federally registered trademark in order to exercise your authority to exclude other people throughout the United States. So if you're building a brand that's doing work outside of just your state, you're going to need a federally registered trademark. Listen, if you are looking for help in any of these areas, contact me. Contact my office and I will really be glad to help you. You can go to iprotectbrands.com and schedule an appointment and I would love to talk to you, learn more about your business and come up with our strategy to help you protect your assets. Do not forget to register for our masterclass. Listen, the masterclass ends on March the 6th and on March the 8th, all the free content will be removed because you've had five weeks You've had five weeks to get the information. So after that day, the information goes away. That's all I have for you beautiful people. Take care. Remember, if you found this episode of The Legal Tea informative, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends, rate it, and leave a review. That way I know that you're listening and that you are picking up what I am dropping. Until next time, talk to you later.